Thursday, April 16th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined as always by our Tribe beat writer, Paul Hoynes. Paul, good to talk to you, and uh, again, we, we, we lucked out again today. We're going to have a special guest on uh, in a few moments here, uh, Jordan Luplo from the Cleveland Indians, uh, outfielder in his second year with the Tribe. Uh, really looking forward to, uh, to, to talking to Jordan uh, about you know, what he's been up to and what, what he hopes to get out of the, uh, the 2020 season. Yeah, I mean, uh, Joey was having a good camp when, uh, you know, spring, the plug got pulled on, on spring training with the coronavirus. Uh, he's a lot of competition. Ten outfielders were in camp, and that, that didn't even, even include the non-roster invitees. But, you know, he had, he's coming off that good season, you know, really raked against lefties last year. And I think he's in a real good spot, uh, you know, regardless of when – you know, see the the major league season starts. I think he's he's made a good impression. Yeah, I, I, he was really a, a weapon for Tito Francona against left-handers last year. When he was in the lineup, he not only you know hit for a good average, but he did damage. He hit for for power, and that's really always been the case for him. You know, it, it's not just uh, you know getting hits; it's getting doubles and home runs and you know extra bases. It, it was it was really. Uh, his signature this year or the, the, this past season was not just getting on base, but but getting on base with power. And I, I think if he's able to carry that over into this year, uh, a lot of good things in store for Jordan Luplo and the Indians. All right, uh, let's uh, we'll be back here in a second with uh, our, our special guest Jordan Luplo. And we're joined now by Jordan Luplo of the Cleveland Indians. Uh, Jordan, good to talk to you from uh, from sunny San Diego, I guess. Uh, the situation you're, you're you're facing with a little different than the uh, the weather we've got here in Cleveland right now, but uh, uh, you're tell us how you're getting through the quarantine right now. Oh man, it's it's you know luckily the weather's nice out here, and you know you can be up out in your backyard or or whatever a little bit and get out and about, but um, it hasn't been bad. Um, I've been uh, I've been able to work out with a couple guys, you know, keeping it um, real small groups, so only two other guys I work out with and then I go and hit in uh, a backyard just this one cage and you know usually by myself or with the other guy I work out with and uh, so yeah it hasn't been uh, I've been able to kind of stay on a good routine. Who are the guys that you're 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 able to, to work out with what who are they and what, what teams do they play for? Uh, Joe Musgrove and Philip Evans they're both with uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates so uh, Joe Joe lives about uh, two minutes, two minutes away from me, and then Phil's Phil's a little bit north, probably ten to fifteen minutes, but kind of the same area down here in San Diego. What's been the biggest non-baseball adjustment for you uh, in, with this isolation and the the social distancing and, and whatnot? What's what's been the biggest like challenge or the you know difference for you uh, non-baseball wise? Um, non-baseball wise, I think I think it's just I'm so used to you know you'd work out in the morning and then. Uh, you know, go, go do whatever you want to do, you know, go to the beach or go to hang out with the boys and uh, go do whatever, you know, um, you just can't do that now. You know, you can't just go over to some, someone's house you haven't seen in a while and go hang out with them. You know, you got to keep, uh, keep your distance a little bit. And, and what's one sort of like, you know, new thing you've discovered or like saving grace, sort of like these zoom uh, meetings or what's, what's some, something new or different that you've, sort of hooked on to and been able to do during this isolation that's that you you didn't expect to be doing you know at this point before the coronavirus epidemic 
Hmm. Uh, I'd say I do, I do the zoom thing a little more. I'm not, I'm not big into it yet, but, uh, you know, it seems like as the weeks pass, everyone (laughs) more and more zoom meetings start to start to appear, you know, but, uh, I think Snapchat too. I, I, I haven't really been a big Snapchat guy or, uh, or Instagram live. Um, I haven't done that before, but I've been kind of doing those a little bit more and, you know, I, I get a lot of, I do the, I've been doing the sunsets here in San Diego. So I'll go down, ride my bike to the beach and find a little spot by myself and <laughs> do Instagram live with the, the sunset. So yeah, almost on a daily basis, I get a, an alert that says Jordan Luplo is now live on Instagram. And I, you know, I, once in a while I'll swipe and, and, and check out the sunset, but if, if I'm, I'm not busy, it's see for those of us who follow the, the players on, on social media, it's, it's fun. Have you, have you seen anything on, on social media from any of your teammates sort of spread out across the country? Uh, you know, that that's besides the, the Bieber dance off the other day, which was, which was pretty epic. I, I thought, but uh, anything really catch your eye on social that you've, you've seen? Um, the new, uh, the new trend with the video games is kind of cool. You know, um, I know a lot of guys in the league, you know, go to go play video games after they play or before games and whatnot. So, I think it's cool that that people realize that we also do normal things like play video games and hang out and you know talk trash on on uh, <laughs> on the video games and whatnot you know so uh, yeah. I think it's cool that people are getting to see that side of us and uh you know it's cool that we get to share that without uh you know being you know feeling feeling bad for you know after game or whatever right. so Jordan what what um when you think about getting back to baseball, there's been a couple of uh, proposals out there, you know, one playing all the games in Arizona and another, you know, the 15 teams that train in Florida play there and the 15 teams that train in Arizona play there. Where, where do you come down with on that? Um, I just think it's hard to get all of these kind of people, all, all of these players in the same area and then and then lock them down like that I think you know if you're going to tell a guy that you know maybe they're having a baby here in a a month or two you're going to tell a guy hey you can't you got to stay in this area for you know three or four months and you you can't go and you know see your newborn or whatever you know that's that's gotta be I don't know know, isn't Trout supposed to be having a baby this summer I think Trout is he yeah he's having his first kid this summer that I mean, you tell him he can't go see his the his his firstborn child. That's kind of weird. Do you, do yeah, you think I, it can work though? Thinking, I think it could. I think it yeah. could work. Um, I think the rules of you know the quarantine would have to in that state or that city would have to be a little more lax than uh, the rest of you know at least in California. Uh, I know and, and probably Ohio too, but it'd have to be a little more lax and. Um, I think it could work, you know, with all the right circumstances and it's just, it'd be really tough getting everybody there safely. And then, you know, they got to test everybody too. So yeah, I don't know how that would, how that would pan out. It it sounds like Dr. Fauci, I think, uh, the guy, you know, the head of the, uh, whether it's Trump, you know, with Trump's guy on, on TV every day, he said today he thought the season could be played, but like you were saying, it would have to be in isolation. You'd have to be tested, you know, a, a couple times a week, you know, and just you would have to really be quarantined. You'd have to – so you didn't infect, you know, just to make sure you 
that you didn't infect each other, I guess, or, you know, what, whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, what would happen if uh, someone did test positive, would they, or, right. and they didn't have symptoms, you know, what if, uh, you know, there's, I'm so glad I don't have to make those decisions. <laughs> Cause that's right. hard. Well, you know, among the, the proposals, they're talking about playing in stadiums without fans as well, even if they're, they're playing at the, the spring training sites. Uh, and, and having you guys, you know, not be in the dugout, but being six feet apart sitting like in the first row of stands or something like that. Like all these weird different like nuances to the, to the proposal. But what, what do you think about the idea of playing in stadiums with no fans in front, uh, to, to be around? Is, is, is that, uh, you know, like a weird idea to you? That's a super weird idea to me. I think uh, I think it it would be okay for the first you know week or so, and then once the baseball grind starts to hit, you know you're feeling okay. I'm sore. I'm tired. Let's go play this game. And you get out there, and there's no fans to like pump you up. There's no one yelling at you. You know, either talking trash or hyping you up, and uh, having to stay six feet away from that doesn't make any sense to me. That you got a pitcher licking his hand, throwing the ball, guy hits the ball, say he hits it to me and left to right field, whatever. Then I touch it. Frankie touches it, you know, and so on. So I, I think the six feet apart rule would kind of just, it, it really wouldn't make sense, but right. um, it would be tough without the fans. That's for sure. Now, how, we, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Paul. Well, how, how long of a spring training do you think you'd, you'd need Jordan to, to get back up, you know, kind of ramp it back up and get ready for, whenever the season would start? I think two to three weeks for, for myself, you know, two weeks for a hitter. Um, but spring training, it's all about starting pitching. And, you know, those guys got to get their innings in and, uh, you know, throw their pitches and then they got to rest and do it again. And so I think it's more about them. Uh, I think hitters are, can ad- adapt a little, little easier and quicker. But, uh, yeah, I think two to three weeks for me. Just going back to the idea of the uh, the empty ballparks, which one of your teammates would have to, uh, you know, sort of watch himself? Obviously, you mentioned the trash talking and the and the the, the joking and whatnot, but you're going to have TV, obviously, and, and microphones around that would be picking up sounds that you might not normally hear uh, on a broadcast during uh, a, a game with with fans in the stands. With no fans in the stands, who's going to have to watch themselves uh, a little bit more? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, if they have the microphones there and whatnot, it's it's gonna be a lot more uh, attention on the on the audio. I mean, I, I'd I gotta, say myself first. <laughs> I gotta think Frankie's. I, I gotta think Frankie's. You know, got the not 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 necessarily the biggest mouth, but he would be the the, the loudest and most obvious to hear in in a game situation like that, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe some of the pitchers because you know they're out there grinding and they you know. Their uh, every pitch is their their audio is going to be there. You know, for mm-hmm. me, it just being at bat or a fly ball. Uh, you know, because they they got you know they throw seventy eighty pitches, let's say, and you know a, a few of them they probably don't like, and you know there's some might be some choice words that come out of there. But <laughs> does does Clev you know. grunt on each pitch? Does that something you can hear from the outfield when when Clev grunts? <laughs> from time to time, yeah. He when he wants to let it rip and and you know mm-hmm. put a little extra extra mustard on it I think uh, I can definitely hear some some sounds from the outfield well and and we've all we've all seen at least Trevor you know Bauer uh, with the Reds and and with the alignment you guys would be playing the Reds you know quite often so you might might get a chance to see uh, Trevor Bauer you know scream into his glove a couple of times as well 
Yeah, yeah, that would definitely happen. I'm, I'm kind of going to bet on it. <laughs> what, do, what do you think um, – do you have, like, an ideal number of games in mind that, that you guys would have to play or that, you know, to make the season, I guess, legitimate? I, I don't know if that's the right word. No, I know what you're saying. It's it's something we all have been talking about. Like, what what would it look like uh, a full, uh, you know, a shortened season? What's a fair amount of games? I mean, obviously, we want to play the most that we can, as close to 162 as we can. But we know that's probably not going to happen. Um, I mean, imagine imagine a 40 or 50 game season. That's like that's like what a college season, maybe. Yeah. It's like a tournament, almost playing every day. Yeah, almost like a tournament. That's every game would be so intense, and I mean, without the fans, the atmosphere would be weird. But right. for the players, it'd be like every day. Like you have to win this game. I think, I think it would be cool to see. Um, just because of the intensity of each game. Yeah. I think that I think the fans would like to see that, but um, you know, as far as the games uh, I don't know how many we're going to get in when when you're talking about playing as many games as possible does that include the idea of uh you know adding double headers and you know doing doing what you can in that in that regard and you also got to take into account Arizona's weather for for double headers that's that that's not ideal in, in, in to say the least yeah I don't know uh, <laughs> that's tough if you're gonna ask guys to play two nine inning games in 110 degrees that's and then play again the next day and then the next day and then the next you know that's asking a lot um I don't know how they would work that out either you know early in the morning late at night I, I don't know I don't know how it would work uh, that'd be that'd be tough right hey Jordan they um the um you know Teams, I guess there was, there was a story today that, uh, t- you know, certain teams have agreed to be, you know, tested for coronavirus antibodies. The Indians are one of them. And I wonder if, if they've asked you to, to be, you know, to take one of those tests or, or how you feel about that. I guess, I guess they're looking for, they're trying to uh, study the antibody, you know, antibodies um, mm-hmm. that would be, you know, that w- I guess would help prevent the, the the virus or, or to study yeah. how it spread. Yeah. Um, don't they take them and like they test your blood and see how many yeah. you have. And if, if you've been exposed, right. And then isn't that that they use those to help? Like if, if you have, you know, been immune to it, they help right. create right. a cure or whatever like that. Um, I haven't personally been asked yet. I haven't really, I know I just got an email last night about, the testing and the teams and everything. Uh, but I haven't personally been asked okay. or know anybody that has, that has uh, done it yet. I'm sure there has been though. Yeah. You know, short of, short of widespread testing and, and vaccines and things like that, you know, can, have you given thought to what it, what it would be like, you know, beyond this year, you know, going into a situation like New York to play games in New York? I mean, when, when all that that city's, you know, going through right now, uh, even in, in places like Seattle where it was, you know, widespread as well, uh, I, I can't imagine getting back to normal games in those cities beyond even just the, you know, this regular season. Yeah. Anytime yeah, soon. And I think, I think that's why they have to do the Arizona-Florida thing. I think that's their, 
real, like on, one of their only choices, I think. Right. Um, Cause you can't, you know, those cities aren't, aren't prepared for us to come and, yeah. and play games. Like it just wouldn't be safe for anybody. So and it wouldn't be fair. Uh, oh. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's take a look forward, at, you know, presupposing that we do get underway in Arizona and there is a, a season of, of some sort of quality, uh, you know, for you going into this year, after the, the season you had last year and settling into the, the role that you settled into for this team, uh, you've got to be feeling pretty good about yourself in terms of, you know, the way Tito wants to use you and, and, and what you can contribute uh, no matter what the season shapes out to be. Yeah. Um, you know, I've it's just one of those things you got to keep proving yourself. Uh, it's obviously nice. I had a good year last year, but um, I've always been a guy and, you know, treated baseball like, what have you done for me lately? Um, so I, I think it was really cool that I had a good year last year, but I'm always looking ahead and, you know, I'm always wanting, I want more. I want to do better. I want to play better. I want to get some all-star bids. You know, I want to get uh, I want to get some awards, some, you know, weekly, monthly, I got all this stuff I want to do. And, you know, that's, if I got to play that role I did last year lefties then I'm going to do it, you know, to the best of my ability, but I'm going to put a lot of pressure on Tito and the front office that they, you know, let them know that I, I want to play every day. And I, mm -hmm. you know, I want to, I want to earn that role. I don't want it given to me. Uh, I never have in my life and I know I'm going to have to work for it. Uh, so that's that's pretty much what I would my mindset going into this season be would be. All right. Did you think you you uh, took a step in that direction? As you know, those four weeks of spring training, did you get that impression that they were willing to give you that shot? Um, it, it was hard. It was hard to tell because we yeah. still had ten guys on the roster. You know. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> when when crazy they kept, to me. when they kept adding right-handed outfielders to the to the, uh, to the roster. What are you thinking when you see, uh, you know, they signed Domingo Santana and all the, uh, what's, what's your reaction when you see that? Honestly, I was, I, I, I pride myself on trying to be the most mentally tough and strong person out of anybody. And I went into the, to the meeting and, and told them, I don't care how many people you sign. I am going to make it really, really difficult for you to take me out of the lineup. And that's, that's where my mindset's been. It does. In the whole off season, the whole spring training, and as I got going in spring, I started to really find my groove. The last three, four games, and uh, you know, getting walks, getting good at bats, hits, and you know, hard contacts, and so that was, you know, that was my mindset going in. It was obviously not ideal for me that they kept adding those guys, but I, I just think the mindset you can't, you can't waver no matter what happens. Is there a preference for you, left field or right field, or, or really doesn't it does it just not matter? Um, it doesn't matter to me. I, I'm comfortable with both. Um, I think right field makes you feel a little bit more like, all right, I got the arm. You know, I got to throw to third base. It's a longer throw. You know, people are gonna you know run on me more and whatnot. You know, a lot more lefties. Uh, you know, hitting the ball hard that way. Uh, yeah, I mean, right field's like I feel like more of a the shortstop of the outfield, but mm -hmm. I mean, regardless, either way. Yeah. Well, yeah, left field, you got the wall in Cleveland, so you got to learn. You, you got to know how to play that too. There's there's different skills involved with that as well. Uh, hey, yeah. Did, I'm, oh, go ahead. Uh, what, what, anything to add to that? 
did no, did good. your uh, did your agent send a fruit basket to Manny Banuelos' agent at the end of the season last? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so, and I don't think he would have liked it or accepted it. Probably would have got it sent back with a, with a, uh, you know, bag of dog poop in it or something. I don't know. <laughs> is, is there anything that can explain, you know, just that, you know, one guy two 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 home run games like that, and that's got to make you feel pretty good every time you see his name uh, on the lineup card. Yeah, um, it started getting weird, you know, when the media started, you know, addressing it to me and. You know, my mom was texting me like, oh, look who's on the mound today. And I'm like, really? Really? Come on. You know, and. Uh, <laughs> well, the poor guy, you no, put it him was... in early retirement or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was just, it, it was just one of those things. That I just felt like I knew what he was trying to do, you know, every time I went up there. And I just fi- found his groove and I, I, uh, I stuck with it, you know. Uh, we talked to uh, your teammate Mike Freeman uh, yesterday and asked him this question. I'll ask it to you. Uh, you were not the answer for him, so I just want to preface that. But, uh, you know, in a, in a situation like in Arizona, if, they, if we have to isolate and quarantine and, and room with a, a guy or, or, or whatnot, what teammate would you prefer to be quarantined with, uh, you know, not a member of the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, current organization currently? Um, so I get one guy? One guy off of your uh, off the team for uh, off the forty man roster right now. I mean, it's got to be Naquin. <laughs> oh, it's got to be. It's got to be. You know, oh, Beaver's man. a close second. Beaver's a close second. Well, that was Freeman's um, pick. That was. Yeah, I I'd have to go with Nake. That's my guy right there. He's a lot of fun. We have we have a we have a good time together. I mean, that could be its its own reality show right there. If, uh, <laughs> I'd like to oh, see I that. Know. You should have you should have seen it back when he hurt his knee, man. I was like, getting up and dressing the kid. So we're pretty close. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, so I, that's there's a level of intimacy there that you don't need to even address. It's just an unspoken thing. A couple of teammates helping oh, yeah. each other out on quarantine. Naquin sounds like he's ready to go too. He's there's a story. He's out at, at Crocker Park throwing. Uh, he's got a throwing program on the on the parking deck where he, he lines up against a brick wall and just throws the ball against a brick wall over and over again and just pisses off the yeah. neighbors. So, uh, <laughs> you know, and that, and if if you know anything about Tyler Naquin, you know that yeah, that's pretty much the way it's going to be, right? Yeah, that guy. He's it. When he first had that injury, man, I was I was surprised at his attitude and the way he was going about it because he was like, I'm itch, I'll, I'll do whatever. I will, I'm doing my therapy, I'm doing my running, I'm doing my bike, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And being through a couple of injuries myself and surgeries, it's it's tough. It's tough to keep that unwavering want to keep going and you know get back on the field because mm-hmm. it can it can be. There's some days where you're like, I don't want to do this again. You know, yeah. it sucks. It's it, I don't want to go in and get my knees stretched or, you know, do the weights and what whatnot. But you know, he's sounds like we either lost Jordan or he's frozen for a second there. But all right, well, uh, Paul, just to wrap up, uh, you know, that was a great conversation with Jordan. Great, I like getting into the, the talking about your teammates kind of stuff with with, with yeah, him. Yeah, that was fun. He's he he really in the clubhouse. He's a guy who's you know really enjoys being around his teammates, and you can tell. So uh, 
that's that, that's really great to to see and and he has those those conversations and those interactions Tyler Naquin would be the the guy he would most like to <laughs> quarantine with I, I, I gotta imagine that that would be you know you're sleeping with one eye open every night that's that's the case because you just never know what he's going to be doing but uh certainly a, a lot of fun there uh all right well um that I, I guess we're uh you know, it's great to, to be able to, to have these, these conversations with these guys uh, on, a, on a sunny San Diego rooftop. As, as How about that? Uh, How about that backdrop? That's nice. As I'm looking out my window at a, snow, a, a snowstorm and, uh, and Jordan Luplo is there literally next to his Pittsburgh Pirates teammate, Joe, Joe Musgrove, uh, yeah. you know, suntanning himself. Which, Got which, the shades on. He's working it. Just blows my mind. All right. Well, uh, again, Paul, uh, it's good to talk to you. Good to talk to Jordan. And, uh, you know, looking forward to, to hopefully getting uh, a chance to see Jordan out there on the field playing. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys again on the next Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe.